Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is the Nestor mini that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. And it's time for the July Watch, Read, Listen. What are we watching? What are we reading? What are we listening to? I think this is very, very fun. Okay, tell me what you're watching. Well, Ian suggested a movie the other night called The Little Things. And it looks scary and bloody and icky and violent. And then I just acquiesced. <laughs> <laughs> and it stars Denzel Washington and Jared Leto. And is it Rami Malek? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Rami Malek, yeah, Rami. He, the three of them. So it's three Oscar award winners in this movie. And it's a police drama, sort of a thriller. It's really good. It's really Ooh. dark, but it's really, really good. And you can watch it on Amazon Prime or HBO Max. I tend to not like to fill my head with sad things. Yeah. Um, and this is hard and dark and sad, but it's really, really well done. I'm glad I okay. saw it and I would recommend it. If you like that kind of thing, Ian loves crime stuff. If you like that kind of thing, then you would probably love this. And easy. It's on Netflix. So yeah. you can just, no, oh no, 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 no. Amazon HBO, Prime. HBO, HBO Max. Max. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Watch what it. are you watching? Okay, so I've got two recommendations. One, I went back to watch another episode of the Goop Lab on Netflix, yes. and I just really enjoy it. And so it was just kind of a little reminder to me. Um, I believe it's six episodes. It was where I first learned about Wim Hof, the Iceman, who is, he believes in cold exposure. And he, I mean, not only does he believe in it, but he has tons of scientific studies that show how amazing, like, dunking in ice is. It's I just really even. great. Elizabeth. And then I ended up reading his book, and now I've been turning the shower onto cold for the last like 20 seconds of my shower. Seriously? Seriously. So the Goop Lab, there are, it's basically like Gwyneth Paltrow's team tries out kind of quote unquote, like sort of fringe health things. One of them is on the use of psychedelics for therapy. It's really fascinating. So I think it's just worth like, you know, watching an episode here and there. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And then a kid's recommendation I just want to add in because we watched this movie last week. It's called The Mitchells versus the Machines. This is also on Netflix and it's about a family that kind of is in a tough spot. It's a mom, a dad, a daughter and a son and the daughter and the dad really don't get along. It's an animated movie. And what happens as they try to take her to college oh, and Christ. the robots take over? And how they have to fight back the robots. And it is just really fascinating. It's a, it's a fascinating cultural commentary on how we treat our screens and how we treat these machines that are in our lives every day. And of course, everybody always jokes like, oh, you see these like amazing AI robots and you're like, they're great until they turn on us and they're going to turn on us. And that's what happens in this movie. But it's really cute. I actually think like you and Ian would really enjoy watching it. I don't think it needs to be limited to kids at all. And I don't think it's getting the attention it deserves. 
Oh, I'll, I'm so glad you brought up Goop Lab again because you've mentioned it before and I keep meaning to go watch it and then I forget. So actually, both of those sound great. And in terms of robots, I don't know if they have this at the U, but at, at ASU, at Arizona State University, where I used to work, the last year that I was there through COVID, Elizabeth, yeah. they have these little robots running all over campus delivering food. Have you seen these yet? No. It's so bizarre. When you think about machines taking over the world, it's so bizarre because I would ride my bike through campus and they stop if they come near you. They get out of your way, like they'll weave out of the way if you're coming at them. I mean, I did all sorts of tests of them to try and screw them up. (laughs) But the funniest thing, Elizabeth, I was driving down sort of the main boulevard and I looked over where there was some student housing and I looked over and there were three students standing at the stoplight and three robots standing at the stoplight and the robots were sort of pitched toward each other like they were talking and then the light turned green and they all went at the same time. Oh man. And the students didn't even give it a glance. I'm like, do you know how bizarre this is? This is so bizarre. Like what is the world that we're living in? But I ordered something once. I ordered a bottle of water because I wanted to see how it worked and you pop it open and it goes, hello, Uh, hello. (laughs) So weird. Until they turn on you, watch the Mitchells versus the machines. It's very, very good. Okay, what are you reading? I'm reading a book called Eleanor Right Now by David McAllis, or McAllis, I think is his his name. It's all about Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, great. Yeah, it's really, really sad and really, really hopeful for anybody whose parents are horrible. Her parents were horrible. Horrible. No way. Her, fa- I never knew this. Did you? You didn't know this either. No, no. Mother dies at like thirty something of diphtheria, but before that was hateful to Eleanor because <gasps> she wasn't the most attractive child, and her mother was quite beautiful, and they had all this money. I mean, they were a very wealthy New York family. Her mother used to call her Granny because no. of the way she looked, and her father, who adored her but was a raging alcoholic and was addicted to opioids. Oh, my gosh. I know. And they would just leave her. Like, they would leave her with relatives and go off to Scotland. They would leave her with relatives and go off to Paris. So I'm still in the childhood phase. But it is remarkable that she became the woman that she became. Oh, you'll love this as a mother of young children. The grandmother stepped in at one point because at age seven, Eleanor had had no formal schooling to this point and couldn't really read or spell. Oh, my gosh. Because the mother had handed it over to the nanny and the nanny didn't like her. Isn't that crazy? That's so sad. I know. I know. But she, you know, obviously she becomes quite an American hero. So I, I really am interested in how she pulls out of this such a tragic childhood and who along the way helped save her because somebody had had to step in. So yeah. It's really, oh gosh, it's I really want to read that. Book. That's really good. Okay. My uh, read, you know, I'm into like nerdy health things and I have been, I mentioned this in our last podcast that I had Rosemary Gladstar's family herbal book sitting mm. on my nightstand and I've just been kind of paging through it. Now that book is apparently very difficult to find. It's $74 and 29 cents on Amazon, which to me That's seems really insane. But Rosemary Gladstar is like a master herbalist. I mean, when you, when you talk about like herbs and the use 
Taste of Herbs, she is the one, she's kind of just like the all-knowing person. She right. knows everything. She's published tons of books about it. She has a book called Medicinal Herbs. She has another book called Herbal Recipes. And that one is going to be the next one that I get. But it's just really interesting because there are so many proven therapies and herbal remedies that are safe and easy and you can use them within your family instead of always having to turn to some more kind of like pharmaceutical product. Right. And a lot of these things you can grow yourself too and you can make into like different teas and tinctures and stuff like that. And so I just think she's fascinating. And if you're growing herbs in your garden, you might be really interested in some of like the amazing healing properties of so many of the plants that we just have around us that we sort of take for granted. And when you sort of dip your toe in this, Elizabeth, is there danger or are most of these herbs, they can help you more than they could hurt you? Yeah, yeah. They can help you more than you they can hurt you. And that's why I think like going with a book is really important. I mean, we're not talking about like Chinese herbs like we've talked about with Senya. Right. Chinese herbs, I think, are super potent. And when you're looking at like buying a, you know, a little container of Chinese herbs, this is more like for colic or for things like that where you can kind of create like a little tea or a tincture or something oh, nice. like that. And Rosemary Gladstar is an expert. So I would say like don't just go out to your yard and start like <laughs> foraging and like brewing up random stuff in a cauldron. Just this is why like her books are just really easy to understand. They're lovely to sit out that you can just kind of like page through them. Right. And I mean, I think the one that I have was published like 15 years ago. So I mean, they're like old, not super old, but like older. Old enough. Yeah. We're getting there. Whenever you talk about these kinds of things, that is my aspirational life. Yeah. You can do it. I know. I just get a book. I should. It's the best. All right. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff I obsess about all the time. (laughs) That's why I love you. Constantly. Constantly. I am listening to, I just started listening to, because I'm getting back into my exercise routine. I'm listening to The Daily again. And just for anybody who doesn't know what that is, The Daily is uh, the New York Times' daily podcast. I've talked about it before. Yeah. But it was today's episode was all about the Delta variant. And I always think more knowledge is better than less. I don't want to live in fear. But it's a pretty good episode where they talk to the, I think it's their science reporter about the Delta variant and some of the things we should watch out for and some of the recommendations that are being made about it. So, but it was, it was just a, to be back on my sort of workout routine and just listen to that. It's usually about 20, 25 minutes long. So it's kind of a perfect thing to listen to if you're not going to listen to Best of the Nest. Um, (laughs) and then the other thing that I'm listening to, because I had a fairly stressful couple of weeks and I go back to my show tunes when I'm stressed out and I've (laughs) talked about this before, but if you've never seen the movie, The Greatest Showman or listened to the soundtrack, my husband laughs at me when I play this because it's such a It's so showy. You know, it's so Broadway. It's so jazz hands. But I love it. And I had said to Ian, I was playing this song over and over again called A Million Dreams, which I love. And this was right before my birthday, which is at the end of June. And I said, this is what I want for my birthday. I want the boys to memorize this and perform this. (laughs) Jeez, Marjorie. That did not happen. I can imagine that it did not because your sons are grown and have self-respect. So that didn't happen. But I'm hoping for Christmas. I'm not going to let this go. 
I want this recorded. It'll make me so happy to see them sing it. So. You're going to probably have to sign like a non-disclosure. Like you will not post on social media. Exactly. You will not email this to anyone. You will not do any of that. That is very, very funny. And, and mind you, my sons don't sing. This is not yeah. like my sons have some great gift. At right. I know. If they were like singers, that would be different. Then it would yeah. be, yeah, here you go. Which makes it all the more fun for me. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I'm um, listening to. So the one uh, thing that I think that you all should listen to as well, I actually got a couple of messages about this um, after a previous podcast when we talked about just the um, getting help, when we talked about, you know, hiring a nanny and kind of having to get over that emotional hurdle. I had a couple of people message me this particular episode of Glennon Doyle's podcast. She has a new podcast out called We Can Do Hard Things. And uh, they said, oh, my gosh, I listened to this episode and I thought exactly about what you guys were talking about in your episode. And Glennon Doyle does this up this this conversation with her sister, Amanda, who talks about the constant to do list ticker that is yeah. looping in her brain yeah. that makes her feel like she's a volcano about to erupt at any <laughs> given moment. And she really beautifully articulated, like for me in which I think I talked about this too, but the rage that I feel about it on both a personal and a bigger picture principled level that I find hard to manage and is why I'm in therapy. Like, I mean, legitimately, because I feel so, I'm like, how can I exist in this system and not have it just totally like annihilate my marriage to begin with because I, you can get so resentful. So the episode was called Overwhelm. Is our exhaustion a sign that we are care ticking time bombs? Yes. And it's Glennon it Doyle's podcast and it's an hour long and it is, it, it was a good listen. I listened to the episode and I was glad a few of you nesters recommended it to me. So I thought I would recommend it back out to everybody. It was oh, that's worth great. a listen. And I, I enjoy her very much too. So she's incredibly charming. Yeah, she is. And she, you know, I, what I also think about her is that you don't have to agree with everything with mm-hmm. her, you know, and, and I think we sometimes get into this, feeling that if you're going to like read someone's book or listen to what they have to say that you have to put it down the second you don't agree with them when in reality I think that's our greatest chance for learning I mean I don't I don't necessarily agree with everything she says even like on a political level um that being said there are many many things that she has said that have really significantly resonated with me well and I think that's actually what you just said is super important because I think part of the problem we have right now when you look at how polarized the country is, and I'm not going to get super political, right. it's because we live in, we're all very siloed. People will watch Fox or they'll watch CNN, and those newscasts are very different, mm-hmm. if you haven't noticed. And the problem is, is that we're not encouraged to come together and listen and try and find the middle way. And to the point of if you're going to read a book and you disagree with somebody and you put it down, I think intellectually, it's the most cowardly thing you can do. That's when you should move forward and read it and then sort through how you really feel about something. In the end, you may still disagree, but you'll be smarter for having had the debate within your own mind about what you believe morally, ethically, intellectually, what you actually believe. You can come to a more mature vision of that, I think, when you aren't looking at a reflection of yourself. It's when totally you're actually true. hearing somebody else's voice. And it's just so crucial that we hear and encourage 
other voices other than our own or voices that sound just like ours. Mm-hmm. So I think you bring up a huge point, which is just so, so important to, I think, leading us forward in our communities. I just, yeah, and we I, hope that, I hope our listeners feel that way too, that there are definitely going to be things that they disagree with that I say or that you say. We disagree with each other yeah. all the time. Yeah. But that is, that conversation it doesn't mean that you have to dismiss an entire person. No. We're anti-cancel culture, people. Let's just yes. not get so crazy. Let's just tone it down. All right. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and write us a review at Apple Podcasts. That helps very much. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to subscribe to our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.